coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We're here to help you get that job done around the house. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Coming up, how safe is your garage door? You ought to know because every year we hear about dangerous doors that come down unexpectedly, potentially trapping you or your kids underneath. So this hour, we're going to have tips to help make sure that you know how to keep it well-maintained so that it works properly and safely. And while you're strolling the grounds of your money pit, why not take care of your vinyl siding? You know, it can easily get very dingy and dirty looking, but there's a really easy way to spruce it up after a long winter, and we're going to tell you how to do that. And it used to be the stuff of science fiction movies. You know, walk into your home and say, lights on, and instantly they come on. And we're not talking about the clapper, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But actually, it's not all that far off. In fact, there are a group of folks right now developing some technology to make sure home automation is done right. And we're going to teach you a little bit about that in just a bit. And this hour, we're giving away a great prize pack from Krylon. They have got the first ever stain that is in spray form. It's worth 30 bucks the prize pack, But let me tell you, the process and the time you will save are absolutely priceless. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Janice in North Carolina needs some help cleaning stainless steel. What are you working on? My kitchen sink. It's fairly new, and it looks terrible on the bottom. And I've tried the different special cleaners made for it. But they haven't seemed to work. When you say terrible, you mean you see like almost like scratches and circular patterns from maybe where you put a pot or a pan down? Yes, and rusty, kind of rusty. Well, the rust, that's what happens when you put dissimilar metals together for some time. I've accidentally done this in my own sink when I've taken a pan and, you know, maybe there was something baked on and I put water and dish detergent in it and then sat the pan in the bottom of the sink and left it overnight the next day i found like a square mark and rust from the two metals sitting together and that's because they're different metals the only thing that you can do there is use like a a brillo or very very fine steel wool and you want to sort of go in the grain of the steel you'll see that there's a grain to the stainless itself just because you want to get rid of that stain that rust stain and that generally works but Don't leave a pot or a pan in there that's not stainless steel overnight or for an extended amount of time because you're going to end up with that happening again. Okay. What about the other stains? Is there anything for that? You know, nothing, Janice. Even though the stainless steel is a very durable material, when you put a plate down and it's got that unfinished ceramic edge and then maybe put a couple more plates on top and then one twists and turns, you're going to end up with these sort of markations on it. And the stainless steel cleaners, I mean, they do a great job of cleaning the stainless and, you know, making the stains go away. It doesn't make the scratches go away. You know what I use is Barkeeper's Friend. It's a cleaner and a polish. And it works really, really well. We used it on our stainless steel sink, and, and now we use it on, on our uh, Corian sinks, too. And it really does a good job of cleaning it up. Okay, I'll try that. Give it a shot. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. If you're thinking about finishing your basement, you might be Matt in Georgia, who's joining us next. What can we do for you? Hello, this is Matt, and I love your show. Thank you so much for uh, presenting the information you do. And, and so great a format. I love Thanks, it. Matt. Our pleasure, Matt. So what are you working on? Well, we have a uh, storage room, which is part of our basement, and it's got cement block on two walls. And um, in one wall, it has a pipe that extends out 
uh, that goes vertically up and down the wall, and it sticks out about four or five inches from the wall. Okay, like a plumbing pipe or something, a vent pipe? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly, a vent or a drain pipe, I'm not sure. But I'd, I need to be able to put some drywall on that cement block and uh, finish out that room. The ceiling's finished. I just need to finish that. First of all, um, what we want you to do is to frame a wall away from the cement block. I know you're giving up a little bit of square footage in doing that, but you're better off not attaching the, the wood and then the drywall right to the concrete block. You're just going to have a whole moisture situation. Yeah, yeah, it's really damp, and it's just not a good thing to do. So we would recommend that you frame a wall out in front, and that will deal with the pipe But only issue. like six inches or so, right? Or less. I mean, you could just leave a little bit of a space between, say, the bottom silt plate and the concrete block, but bring it out in front of it. Secondly, don't use regular drywall. Use a product called Dens Armor, which is a fiberglass-faced drywall. You don't want it's to put Georgia a paper... Pacific. Yeah, you don't want to put a paper-faced product down there because it becomes mold food in that damp space. So if you use the Dens Armor product which you can get at, uh, at Depot or at Lowe's and lots of other home centers, you can uh, put a drywall surface there that's not going to grow any mold. Mm-hmm. And it finishes exactly the same way as traditional drywall, so you don't have to worry about doing anything extra special. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Matt, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. You can pick up the phone 24 hours a day and give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement, your decorating, your gardening question, whatever is going on at your Money Pit, we have got a solution. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, garage door openers are a great convenience, but it's important to make sure you use some simple precautions to keep it a safe part of your home. We're going to help you get a handle on that next. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by the Works GT, the revolutionary trimmer edger that's fully adjustable, runs on rechargeable battery power, and weighs less than a gallon of milk. See the Works GT in action at FreelineForLife.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If you do, you could win a six-pack of a new product from Krylon. It's Krylon's exterior semi-transparent wood stain that comes in a spray can, so you don't have to uh, dip a brush into a, into a paint can to use this stuff or into a stain can. You just spray it on, wipe it off, you're good to go. It's worth 30 bucks. going to go out to one caller who reaches us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Hey, pick up the phone and give us a call, especially if you're thinking about taking one of those newfangled staycations that everybody's talking about. You know, it's like the opposite of a vacation where you make your wonderful backyard into the place that everybody on your block is going to be completely jealous of. And then you stay at home instead of going on an expensive vacation. Well, we have got a staycation project that you can take on today. And we want to help you so that you make sure that your garage door is safe. So in doing so, it's really important to keep those garage door tracks lubricated and the springs properly adjusted. Next, you want to make sure to test the door's safety reverse mechanism as specified by your garage door's manufacturer. Now, doors that don't reverse when obstructed, they're a real danger and they should be immediately replaced. If you're looking for some more staycation solutions, go on over to moneypit.com staycation and right now when you go there, you have got a chance to win, get this, a John Deere mower. It's worth 400 bucks. So head on over to the website 
it today, and it could be yours. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Susan in Tennessee has a situation in the basement. What happened? Uh, yes. Uh, my mother lives in Tennessee, and I'm calling for her. And she lives close to the Mississippi River, and she has a basement, which is part, it's partial basement, I guess you'd say. She has windows that are above the ground. And while she was gone, we've had so much rain, and her sump pump got stopped up, and water has seeped into the basement. We've gotten the water out, but we want to know what to do about that damp, musty smell. How can we get rid of that, and do we know if there's any mold or mildew down there? How can we treat that well you're not going to know until you actually inspect it but in terms of the the smell that's going to stem from humidity and moisture reacting with uh, with dirt and other things that are down there you're probably going to need to add some sort of dehumidification now do you have a uh, a forced air heating system in that house do you know yes uh-huh well i'll tell you what a good thing would be for you to add and that's called a whole house dehumidifier now these are made by different companies april air makes a really good one and I actually work with that product, and it takes out like, isn't it like 90, 90 pints? 90 pints. Yeah, 90 pints of water a day. And it's not something that you have to continually empty. It dumps itself, essentially. So it takes the work out of it, and it constantly kicks on and comes on in the areas where it needs the most dehumidification in your home. So it'll constantly work in that basement until it le- you know takes that moisture to a proper level. And the other thing to do is, and I know she lives near the Mississippi, but when you have a lot of rain, you also get surface water that drains in there. So make sure that your gutter system is clean, that the downspouts are extended away from the foundation, and that the soil around the outside of that wall slopes away from the house. Because you okay. also get humidity and moisture that comes down from rainwater in addition to any water that's going to come up. Okay. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Susan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. B has a question about insulation. What can we do for you today? Yes. Uh, I uh, have just put in new insulation in my attic. Okay. And... Um, I heard heard you talking one time about, to a man about what to put on the papers to be sure and include certain things when you go to get your credit on mm-hmm. your uh, yep for your you know energy improvement. B, when did you put the insulation into your home? Well, about two weeks ago. Oh well, all right. Then I think that you'll probably qualify. Um, the requirement is it has to meet the uh, 2009 International Energy Conservation Code. How much insulation do you have in your house? How many inches? 10 inches? Hmm. It doesn't sound like it might be enough. You're going to have to find out uh, what the required insulation level is for your area in the country. Oh. You could probably do that through the local building department. But if you meet the insula- the International Energy Conservation Code, then you can qualify for a 30% tax rebate on the cost of that insulation up to 1500 bucks. Now, what's so the name pretty- of the code you're talking about? International Energy Conservation Code. Okay. That's the requirement. Okay. Got to meet I'll, that code. Okay. I'll call, call them and find out. Thanks. All right. Well, good luck with that good project. Good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks. And you got to pay your taxes anyway. You might as well get the government. Get something back. Get something back out of it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Nate in Iowa, you've got the money, but I understand you've got a flooring question. Yeah, sure do. Um, I got a, a pretty a relatively new house here, um, and and uh, the basement is pretty flat. And I was wondering what type of underlayment I want to use with uh, a floating floor. Are you going with a laminate? Yeah, and a few people have told me I can just put maybe a four mil film, four mil poly or something like that. And I know they make uh, you know a laminate 
underlayment. and I just didn't know what the best would probably be for the money. Well, most uh, manufacturers of laminate specify a certain type mm-hmm. of underlayment. I know Formica has one that sort of looks like foam. Armstrong has one that looks um, more like uh, crushed. I, I hate to say, say this crushed paper, but it's not really paper, mm-hmm. but it kind of looks that way. Because it's waterproof. Yeah. So I would turn to the manufacturer of the laminate for the particular product. You want to put something down that has a little bit of give to it. Nate, so just putting plain plastic down is not the solution. Yeah, because you want most of them sort of, even though they're thin, they're made out of this foamy type of fabric, if you will, that sort of covers over any slight differences in height or anything that might poke out of the floor. This way it sort of creates a more even surface. I'm not talking about great differences, but, you know, like slight little juts here and there. That foam sort of creates a nice base, and then your floating floor goes right over that. And also some manufacturers of laminates put their underlayment directly on the back side of that plank so double check to make sure that that's not what you're getting and make sure that you do use whatever the manufacturer specifies nate hope that helps you out thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT 888-666-3974 carolyn in new york welcome to the money pit what can we do for you today hi yes um i have a, a question about an illegal extension on my house um my husband and i purchased a home two months ago um, our contractor, when he was doing some work on our house, was actually the one that poked around and found that our extension that originally we wanted the house for for the extension was built on wood. So it doesn't have a permit. So now the extension has to come down. It was built on wood? It is built on wood that is basically rotting. Oh, boy. Hey, Carolyn, did you get a home inspection done when you bought this house? Yes. Let me tell you, I had... Two real estate people. I had an engineer. I had a new survey done. I had a lawyer, and I had a title company, and not one person found it. That's unbelievable. I'll tell it you what—that that home inspector's got some explaining to do. Yeah. And the home inspector wasn't recommended to you by the realtor by any chance? No, he was recommended through um, a family friend's lawyer. Well, I, I got to tell you, the one professional involved in the transaction that sounds like probably should have found it, assuming it was it was accessible, was the home inspector. The home inspector may have errors and in emissions insurance that you may be able to claim against. I think that your lawyer should probably bring in an outside expert to have that thought confirmed. And if you want to understand what home inspectors are required to report on, go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors at ASHI, A-S-H-I, dot org, O-R-G. And also in New York, home inspectors are licensed. So your uh, State Department is going to have, or your licensing bureau is going to have some standards as well that are probably very similar to the ASHI standards. But the question is, what was the condition of the foundation at the time of inspection? Was it accessible? Is it, in fact, a defect? And if the answer to those questions is yes, then the inspector should have pointed it out to you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Carolyn. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. With rolling power outages on the plate for much of the United States this summer, we've got Tom in Louisiana who wants to beat the blackout. What can we do for you? I need to get us some recommendations on a whole house generator. We can do that. How big is your house, Tom? Uh, about 2,400 square feet. Uh, I have one here. I have a, a Guardian generator by Generac. 
Uh-huh. And I like it because it runs, in my case, on natural gas. Now, do you have natural gas there? Right on the other side of the wall. Perfect. Uh, a natural gas generator is totally the way to go because this way you don't have to look for gasoline when the power goes out, which, of course, many people don't recognize the fact that when the power goes out, the uh, filling stations can't pump gas because they got no power. Yeah, so to... you have to have the gas on standby. Right. And they actually just came up with this automatic transfer switch now that does it all for you. Basically, when you put in the standby generator, you can put in this new tr- automatic transfer switch. And within you know 15 to 30 seconds, it automatically moves those critical circuits from the utility company side of the electrical panel over to the generator side. And does it all for you. And the good news is the prices have come down on these things now. So I think that that would be the hot ticket, a Guardian generator by Generac. Well, I'll slide down and get that rascal. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, the high-tech home is no longer science fiction. Find out how hundreds of companies are joining forces to bring wireless home communications to real life after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And it's not science fiction anymore. The high-tech home is becoming more of a reality every single day. And one thing that makes a high-tech home high-tech is interconnectivity. And that's where the Zigbee Alliance comes in. You know, this is an organization that's helping to create a universal wireless communication language so that basically all homes are speaking the same language. And here to tell us more is the president of the Alliance, Bob Hiley. Welcome, Bob. Well, good to be here. So, Bob, what exactly is Zigbee? You need to kind of give us a peek here into the Jetsons' house of the future. What's it going to be like when uh, you achieve total world domination with this technology? <laughs> well, actually, we, we don't think of it in the, in the Jetson sense. <laughs> we think of it just sort of in practical things that's going to make your life uh, a little bit easier, a little bit more convenient, and uh, we hope a little less expensive to boot. Uh, Zigbee's an alliance now of 300 companies from around the planet, so it's a, it's a very global organization. And it was focused on coming up with a way of tying together devices that sense and control, you know, like a thermostat or, or a window and door sensors or a motion detector, that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and it's a way of networking these things together amongst these devices so that, uh, you know, you, you can do lots of interesting things. Like people with home entertainment systems, uh, when they hit the DVD player on button, all of right. a sudden all the lights go down into movie mode. And, or oh, if you're cool. in bed and you forgot to turn the lights off in your house or you forgot to set the security system, you just hit the remote and bingo, off it goes and, and your security system's set and the lights go to mode. You can set the alarm clock in your kid's room so you can do all sorts of fun stuff. Really? That's so now, really cool. Bob, when you're sort of, I mean, you just said you can set the alarm clocks in your kid's room. So now I've got this, is it a remote? Is it a panel that's attached to my wall? Is it something that, I know I've got a lot of questions because I'm excited, but is it something that where everything I then plug into an outlet in the house is now speaking to the central communication system? 
No, actually, it's anything. It's all wireless. I mean, that, that's the cool thing about this is you don't have to have the expense of putting in wires or doing anything like that. So all this stuff forms networks all by itself with all those devices that have the radio technology in it. And what is, where is the central control point? Is there is none. That's the beauty of it because you don't want a central control point because that's a central point of failure. Huh. So all, all radios are equal, and, and they know how to organize themselves into a network, and they know how to share information with each other. So simply by plugging them in, they're already networked. Exactly. And, they, and even for devices that are battery-powered, this is technology that was set up so that the batteries last a long time. Because the, ma- the power is always being perfectly managed. It's being perfectly managed. It's, it's very low-power technology. So it's, I mean, the whole idea is to be very user-friendly. This technology was designed so that it could support networks up to 70,000 radios. Wow, so it's totally scalable, in other words. Totally scalable. And, you know, you, the, I think the really cool thing that it's going to be used for, which you'll see the most probably early on, is the energy industry. The electric companies discovered right. that, you know, the one thing they can't control or, they, or have access to is the power we use in our homes because there's just too many of us, right? Right. So now they're looking at this and says, oh, wait, wait a minute, there's a thermostat there that I can now talk to. There's a load controller on the hot water heater that I could turn on and off. And so what they've done is, is they've said, let's put the technology in the meter. So now Zigbee and Zigbee Smart Energy is the basis of, of what is really a very uh, uh, excellent smart metering program. And over 30 million meters in the U.S. now have been committed to deploying Zigbee Smart Energy in the meter. And what this will do is allow you to get real-time information of how much it's costing you right now to do this. So you'll be able to see, ooh, I'm going to turn this off because it's going to cost me a lot right now. Really? Or say, yeah, or you're going to say, I don't want to bother with this. You know, I've got, I got other things to do or I'm not home at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to give the... The, you know, my, my electric provider, the, 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 uh, the, you know, I'm going to give him the authorization to turn my thermostat down three degrees to save energy. We're talking to Bob Hiley. He's the chairman of the Zigbee Alliance, a technology that lets pretty much everything in your house talk to each other and gives you an incredible amount of control. And Bob, speaking of energy savings, I think that so many times we sort of speculate on where our energy losses might be. But with technology like this, we can see in real time, if we happen to notice that, gosh, in the last 24 hours, we used a lot of electricity, we could start thinking about, did I leave lights on? What appliances am I running? How can I change my habits and my practices so that I don't use more electricity Mm -hmm. than I really need to? It gives you sort of an early warning system. Exactly. In fact, not only will you see that I use more electricity than, you know, how did I do that? It'll tell you exactly what you did. It'll say, you left that light on, or you did your, your, your clothes uh, dryer thing in the 2 o'clock in the afternoon when the price of electricity was high. So, I mean, can, I have it, can I have it uh, make a cell phone call to my kids when they leave their lights <laughs> on in their room? <laughs> you wish, Tom. <laughs> Bob Hiley from Zigbee Alliance. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit, filling us all in on this fantastic technology. For more information on Zigbee, you can go to their website at zigbee.org. That's spelled Z-I-G-B-E-E dot org, zigbee.org. Bob, thanks for stopping by. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. All right, Bob, thanks so much for giving us that vision of homes of the future. All right, up next, guys, protecting the outside of your home from all of those elements that Mother Nature can dish out. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888 Money Pit. 
if it is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the 100% natural odor-eliminating air freshener. Unlike other air fresheners, Citrus Magic actually eliminates odors and lasts up to four times longer. Visit CitrusMagic.com for more information. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And all you do-it-yourselfers out there, if you have ever stained any piece of wood, furniture, whatever project that requires staining, you know that it's not only time-consuming, but messy. And for some reason, that stain never, ever, ever comes off of your hands. Well, you know, there's multiple steps. And then you got to find a room to store the leftover stain. And then does it go bad? And what do I do with it? Well, No more troubles with staining projects because Krylon has come up with the first ever spray stain, a spray stain, folks, that you can apply cleanly to both vertical and horizontal surfaces without any runs or drips. And one caller that asked their home improvement question on the air today is going to win a six-pack of this fantastic Krylon exterior semi-transparent wood stain. So pick up the phone and ask us your question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Now, it's time to talk a little bit about siding. You know, siding takes a real beating from the weather, and it needs a little regular TLC to keep it in good shape. So here's some tips to do just that. For starters, you can give your siding an annual washing once in a while with a long-handled brush and a mild detergent. Now, if you choose to use a pressure washer, it can help. But remember, you need to use a very gentle, very low pressure with that because that pressure can cut right through the siding if you use too much power in one of those very narrow little streams. But the result is that the siding is going to look great and protect your house for years to come. If you've got an outside maintenance question or an inside do-it-yourself dilemma, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Suzanne in Florida has a septic tank with a crack in it. This doesn't sound good. Tell us about the problem. Yes, I've had a problem here. I've owned this uh, home. It's built in 1984. I believe that the septic tank was never pumped out before I owned it. Had it pumped out, um, everything was good to go, but and, and I could see to the bottom of it with the uh, service contractor that I had here, um, and he pumped everything out, but there was a crack in the side, and, and it looked like, just like a hose uh, of groundwater leaking in. Mm. It looked clear, everything looked good. And he said, oh, my goodness, you're going to need a whole new septic tank and a drain field. Well, why do you need a new drain field if your septic tank is cracked? I don't understand that. Well, I I don't know. but Well, apparently, I don't know if that's just what they want to sell me. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, So the drain field, Tom, never becomes compromised if there had been a leak in the septic tank? No, we're talking about two different geographic areas here. The septic tank is the tank itself, and it's usually a precast concrete tank. The drain field is a series of pipes that goes underground and is perforated, and it distributes the effluent that comes up and over the tank. So we're talking about two separate things here. So if that contractor said you need to replace both without a reason for replacing the drain field, I would lean towards thinking he's trying just to sell you something that perhaps you don't need. You know what would be a good thing to do here, Suzanne? Please tell me. Would you get an independent evaluation? I would call... 
a, a local professional home inspector. Find one that's certified by ASHI, the American Society of Home Inspectors. Talk with them on the phone. Make sure that they are experts in septic tank evaluation and have them take a look at it and get them to prescribe a repair here because I doubt you're going to have to do a total replacement here. Uh, concrete that is cracked and damaged can be repaired in a number of ways quite successfully, um, none of which would, would involve completely removing and replacing this. Thank you ever so much, and good luck to you, and thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. John in New York, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Yeah, I've had my uh, septic system, uh, it's a 30-year-old house. It's been inspected twice, and everything's fine, they tell me. But uh, sometimes in extremely cold weather, um, I can smell like an odor. And it says, uh, I told the, uh, the septic people that, and they said it's um, from, the, uh, from the vent stack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of anything like that. Well, depending on the design of your roof, I've heard of winds um, in certain conditions sort of taking that uh, sewage gas smell and pushing it down closer to the ground where you can actually smell it. Okay. And if that's what's happening and it's seasonal and it happens in odd weather conditions, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, because what happens is, like, if there's snow, like up here where I live in Albany, uh, in the Albany, New York area, there's, uh, there's a lot of snow. And if there's any snow on the roof, all around the vent stack, it's completely melted you know, uh, during the winter. Right. So I guess it's uh, I guess it's the gas is being pushed down. That's probably what's happening, and it doesn't indicate that you need to make any repairs. Okay. Just don't invite your friends over on those cold days, okay? <laughs> no, tell me about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate your help. <laughs> You're welcome, John. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, we are going to answer your emails, including a question about what kind of flooring is best to use in a basement. We're going to have all that. Next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Villa Deco Crown Molding. The easy to install, lightweight crown molding that costs only a fraction of wood and includes pre cut corners. Go to DIYCrown.com for a special Money Pit listener offer. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can visit MoneyPit.com right now for your staycation solutions. And while you're there, just click on Ask Tom and Leslie and shoot us an email question just like Boyd did from Lubbock, Texas. All right. Boyd writes, I had to remove the carpet in my basement due to some recent water damage. I know that story. And then he continues, the underlying basement floor is a mis- uh, is a mix of unprepped concrete, asbestos tiles, and areas where some of the tile came loose. I'd like to seal the whole mess rather than take the risk of dislodging more asbestos tile. I was thinking of using a concrete patch to smooth the edges, followed by a garage floor product like Quick Crete's uh, Epoxy Garage Floor Coating Kit. Do you think this will coat and seal everything sufficiently? Will the epoxy garage floor coating uh, stick to the asbestos tiles or is it going to flake off? I don't think it's such a good idea. To keep to, that mishmash of everything. Yeah, it, well, the thing is, I, I don't think you can paint over it. That's not helping matters. What I would do in this situation is I would leave everything in its place and I would put another floor on top of it. 
And the floor I would put in is one of two types of floor. I would put either, Boyd, a laminate floor or mm-hmm. an engineered hardwood floor. Both are suitable for a basement location. And the nice thing is that neither floor has to attach to whatever's underneath. So as long as it's reasonably flat, there is a very thin, uh, soft underlayment that goes in between the basement floor and the underside of the laminate or the hardwood or the engineered hardwood. And when it's done, you know, you're never going to have to look at that stuff again. And it's going to look great. It's going to wear really well. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be so much more attractive than painting it. You know, and Boyd, especially if you use the basement, I mean, since you had carpeting down there initially, I imagine that you use the basement as a family room or a play area. Going with the painted floor, it's not really going to be inviting or homey in any way. So if you go with a laminate or even the engineered hardwood, you know, throw some area rugs down, you really have a great opportunity to create a lovely space. All right. And Kathy in Phoenix writes, the thin brick liner in my prefabricated fireplace is cracked and I want to know how to replace it. Well, if it's a prefabricated fireplace, um, those liners that are inside the hearth themselves are generally designed to actually work safely with a few cracks. I would consult the manufacturer first uh, because you may find that you don't need to replace it, that having a couple of cracks is okay. But if you do, that part has to come right from the manufacturer. You can't patch it in any way yourself. All right, Kathy, I hope that helps. Well, furnishing your home certainly is a lot of fun, but doing that doesn't have to break the bank. Leslie's got an inexpensive idea for a green solution for side tables on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Mm -hmm, That's right. This is all about recycling and repurposing, and you might even have some of these, you know, pretty regular items already at your money pit that you can turn into a fantastic table today. Now, this is a trick of the trade, and you take these unusual items, and then they become magical, functional side tables, coffee tables. Tables, depending on what you find. For example, you know those glazed ceramic garden stools? You see them at every home store. You see them online. You see them in magazines all the time. And they range from like $30 to hundreds of dollars. Well, you can pick an inexpensive one up and then you can turn that into a beautiful side table or a bath stool. And they come in every color and patterned as well. Also raindrums or vintage wire baskets or old trunks or suitcases stacked up nicely or even musical instruments like a regular drum work fantastically well at creating side tables. All you need is a custom cut piece of glass and then you can completely transform that item into a fully functional table. And it's a great way to salvage vintage pieces or display your favorite items. And it saves all of your stuff from clogging up that local landfill or heading over to the local Salvation Army. So really, find something gorgeous in your garage and turn it into something fantastic in your house today. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Coming up next week on the show, it's picnic season. And along with all those great picnic foods come picnic stains. We're going to have tips on how to get rid of grease, ketchup, and even candle wax on the next edition of the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.